There's still Radio Veritas, 576 AM. My name is Khanya Ditabe. Standing in for Father Emil Blaza, of course, with uh, Colin York. And so, uh, as you heard, in a new letter to bishops, the Congregation for Divine Worship and the Discipline of the Sacraments denounced abuses against the Eucharist and uh, what they called the lack of respect in the sacred sphere and also reiterated existing norms regarding the Eucharist at Mass. And so uh, to quickly discuss this is uh, Archbishop of uh, Pretoria and uh, Archbishop uh, William Slattery. Your Grace. Good morning, Kanye. Good morning to your listeners, Radio Veritas. Thank you. Yes. And uh, so, how's Pretoria this morning? Is it uh, warm as Pretoria always? Pretoria is looking a beautiful, beautiful morning. I was out for a walk this morning up around the seminary. Everything is looking beautiful over here. Hopefully, have a peaceful and lovely day. And wishing everybody a blessed day today. Oh, thank you very much. Looking forward to those jacarandas blooming as well soon. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. A few more months down, we'll have the jacarandas. Uh, smiling at us here around the city. It's beautiful in Pretoria and Swana, yes. Now, Ndate, this letter from the Congregation for Divine Worship and the Discipline of the Sacraments, uh, yes. denouncing abuses against the Eucharist, What what is this about? Well, it's not so much a, um, a, a negative statement. It's a sort of a positive statement. It's just saying, just let's remember... Um, what the regulations of the church is and has have always been as regards the bread and the wine that are used, you know, in the in the great sacrament of the Eucharist at Mass, you know, uh, because it said that yes, there is a danger that some people now introducing, you know, different types of bread and and different types of wine, and this is totally out of place. We must go back to what Jesus used at the Last Supper, and he said, do this in memory of me. And the Holy See is always very careful about the Holy Eucharist because it is very much the center of our faith. And, you know, there must be great respect and great care uh, in doing what the Lord said, do, do in memory of me. So they're worried that sometimes people are using a different kind of bread that is not really made of wheat. So the document is saying, look, uh, for the Holy Eucharist to be valid, to be really a mass present, then we must use uh, bread that is purely of wheat. You know, you're, you're not making bread from any other stuff, but it must be unleavened and, and from wheat. And also, you know, it must be recognizable as bread, because Jesus took bread and broke and gave to his disciples. Because seemingly, maybe some people have introduced, it says, things like uh, sugar or honey, into the bread and so on. They don't want anything like that. They want really unleavened, pure, wheaten bread to be used for the Eucharist as Jesus would have used it. And again, as regards the wine, you know, it says um, it must be guaranteed. Because in the old days, you know, the church took uh, tremendous precautions here. You know, as regards supplying the wine, they, uh, the whole church depended upon maybe some particular company who guarantee that this wine was pure and absolute, clear wine. It must be um, the fruit of the grape, pure and incorrupt, not mixed with other substances, or things like that. So this is the wine that must be used. Now, there is a question, uh, Kanye, regarding some priests are not able maybe to take bread, yes. you know, that it has, has a lot of gluten in it. Gluten in it. Yes. Now, in that case, they said, yeah, but basically... 
there must be some gluten in the bread because that makes it bread in a certain way. It should be low gluten, hosts, maybe used as valid matter, you know, but still in all, it must contain a sufficient amount of gluten to obtain that, that's what we're dealing with in bread. And so as regards then simply at least maybe an alcoholic or a problem as a consuming alcoholic drink, not be able to use wine without having some difficulties, then we can, that priest with permission can use a grape, fruit, a grape juice, which is either fresh or preserved by methods, you know, which, uh, that suspend its fermentation without altering its nature. Yes. So this is, so in other words, the, the two things here, and can you really, the same, please use wheat and bread. Please use natural, authentic wine. Now, in certain situations, a priest who cannot consume bread because of the gluten in it, well, he must use bread with maybe low gluten amounts in it. And as regards the wine, then in that case, uh, with a special permission, we can use grape juice, you know, which is also directly from the grape. And in his situation, he can validly celebrate Mass. So this is um, what the, 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 the Holy See is asking, reminding us simply, this is through bread and wine, that Jesus gave us the most fantastic gift he could give us, his own presence in the Blessed, in the blessed Eucharist. Your Grace, uh, we know obviously people are talking about that as well, gluten-free and so on, because people are... Uh, perhaps more conscious of their health these days. And then uh, there's been uh, discussions also uh, in terms of uh, genetically modified organisms uh, used uh, in, in the bread. What, uh, where does this then uh, feature uh, in this letter? Um, uh, the, you know, that genetically modified organisms can be considered valid matter, you know, but... <laughs> They must come across as great. You know what I mean, like. Uh, so it does, and I'm quoting here, the same congregation, that is uh, from Rome, is saying that, that Eucharistic matter, meaning bread and wine, made with genetically modified organisms, can be considered, you know, valid matter, can be considered. But basically, they're trying to maintain the basic substance of the Eucharist is bread, as Jesus uses the basic substance is wine as Jesus used it. And they're trying to maintain that, and they're afraid of people playing around with that and trying yes. to use local substances and change this most simple of signs that Jesus has given us. And uh, they also em- emphasize then that it is primarily the responsibility of uh, the bishop uh, to ensure that uh, these norms are being followed in the particular diocese. That's right. That's right, Kanye. Yes. Uh, well, that is that is the normal situation as regards litur- liturgical practice. You know, because you know, uh, over in, in a number of years now, perhaps uh, people have sort of experimented. See, the basic thing is Pope Benedict used to say, and Pope Benedict loved the, the the liturgy and the Eucharist. He says, you know, we priests who celebrate the sacraments in a special way, and anyone else who celebrates the sacrament for that matter. We have been handed down something that comes from the tradition of the Church that goes back to the Lord Himself. And we must remain faithful to those. You know, not sort of uh, concocting people wanting to use beer, people wanting to use bread made from bananas or something like that. All of that is, is out, you know, because uh, we, we, we have to stick by the basic symbolism that Jesus left us. 
which is the sign of his body and blood. So that's that's uh, so therefore it is for the bishop to check out. And of course, as you know, I mean, there's 161 churches in this outside yes. the Pretoria, <laughs> on it, and you know what every priest is doing and not there to see. But generally, and, and, and I would remind our priests of this letter. I would, and, 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 and I'm quite sure that the vast majority are totally faithful to this. But the Church is trying to maintain what it has always done as regards uh, this, this sacred uh, part of their, our, our lives, the dimension of our lives, which is worship. And I think uh, perhaps uh, uh, one uh, needs to mention also that uh, there are uh, places like Camelite, uh, Sisters in Binoni, uh, that uh, make the host. So people, uh, I think, if they use these places that are uh, valid, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. No, no. Thank you, know, you're, thank you very much for bringing out that. That is also mentioned in the letter. You know, the letter is mentioned for bishops here to check out that you know, that the, uh, uh, in the celebrations of Eucharist in our churches, bread and wine are used. But also it does mention, as you say, thank you very much, that those who are given the task or who are selected by the church to produce the bread and the wine, they also need to, re- to remember that. They, above all, need to remember that. We're dependent upon them, you know, upon the, uh, the people who make the host, people who make the wine. Uh, we have to depend on them. And so uh, the bishops in the church... The Bishop's Conference must check out and see that uh, this is authentic. And we do do that. I, remember, I have remember discussions at the Bishop's Conference, you know, about the use of wine, because there's so many variations of wine today, to make sure that uh, we can use authentic wine, because sometimes um, the wine can be mixed with all sorts of stuff, as we know from scandals in the past. I mean, market scandals in the past, mainly from other countries rather than from South Africa. But basically... Uh, those producing the materials for the Eucharist should be very careful about it, yes. And Dante, I, I see a very crazy question also coming from somebody uh, who, uh, you know, then says, okay, so when you say the, the you know, the bread and uh, the wine are corrupted uh, because the bread is not unleavened or not made of uh, wheat, uh, what does it mean then at, at consecration if one uh, consecrates that? It means that the, the, the sacrament is invalid. The, the Lord is not made present uh, in that particular celebration because we're not using the authentic, uh, the authentic bread. We have to use it. Otherwise, it's, it's not valid then. Uh, that, that's what it means there. Yes. It means there, yeah. And if we're using, like, some, I mean, some ridiculous people, but you'll always get someone doing something ridiculous. I mean, there are 400,000 priests in the Catholic Church throughout the world and there's bound to be some sort of trying something or other, you know, using Coca-Cola or something like that, saying that this is more, whatever, American or something. No, this is all out. This is not a, a, a true celebration of the Eucharist. This is a sort of a, a party that they're having, but not celebrating the holy presence of Jesus. I mean, he died in order to give us these things. You know, the, the, the Last Supper took place the night before he died. He was anticipating his death and resurrection. And when we celebrate the Eucharist, we bring him back. I mean, the words that Jesus said, do this in memory of me, uh, these words can also be translated, but Jesus spoke Aramaic. It could also be translated as, when you do this, you bring me back. So Jesus has, by his death, made himself present to the whole world, uh, you know, risen from the dead, 
so that we could continue to be with him. We need not be envious of Peter and Mary Magdalene and Zacchaeus and Bartimaeus and all those people who lived and sat at the table with Jesus years and years ago, because the same Lord is present to us uh, today and through the Eucharist. So really and truly, we must approach it with great reverence and great sensitivity and great humility as well. We've been given a great gift. It's not for us to play around with it. And there we are. Ntate Slattery, thank you very much for your time. And I'm sure this has gone uh, to the faithful. And uh, will the SACBC also be publishing this on uh, the website? Uh, they will for sure. And for certain, in the next few days, Mr. Herman again and the people will be sending it out. Uh, Bishop Eddie Reese. Look, the, uh, I, know, uh, I will not be there on Thursday. I'm sorry I will miss uh, my program changing here on Thursday afternoon. Uh, because we have at St. John Vianney family next door to me here, uh, the major religious superiors. That is the provincial of the men and women's uh, congregations are meeting with the bishops to discuss evangelization, how to better, you know, bring the presence of Jesus into the families and into the hearts of all our people. So uh, Wednesday and Thursday, the whole days, we will be uh, praying and discussing about that. So I, I, I apologize. I'll miss you on Thursday. I always love seeing you over there, can you? You inspire me. You see you working at the desk there when I arrive. And so, but the following week, with God's help, I hope to be inspired by you again. So God bless to everybody, and thanks for the opportunity to greet people. God bless. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. And that's Archbishop William Slattery, uh, Archbishop of uh, the Archdiocese of Pretoria. And of course, uh, uh, we were discussing this letter to uh, bishops, Uh, from the Congregation for Divine Worship and the Discipline of the Sacraments. Basically, it says the bread used in the uh, Eucharist must be unleavened of only wheat and made recently. So that's what it is. As for the wine, it says that it must be natural from the fruit of the vine, pure and without corrupting, without mixing of foreign substances and uh, 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 Archbishop uh, Slattery spoke about those there and uh, if uh, you uh, you're a person who only takes gluten-free uh, bread then uh, the letter says that gluten-free hosts are invalid matter for the celebration of the Eucharist rather take low gluten hosts or partially gluten-free uh, then that's valid matter this letter you can find on Vatican Radio uh, website as well, en.radiovaticana.va, if you want to read more on it. And uh, I'm sure it will be published soon also on uh, www.sacbc.org.za.